season two, episode 14 of the Film Bros Championship Podcast. I am Tim, and with me is my co-host, Patrick. How you doing, buddy? Tim, I've been sucking on the military tit for too long, and I've got a sour taste in my mouth. I wish I wish you tried <laughs> to do it in an accent, but... I am not uh, trying Brosnan's accent. <laughs> nope. How about this movie? Boy, I have... saw the lawnmower, man. I have seen this movie multiple times, but this is the first time Ouch. I've watched multiple. Th- yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I only saw this one other time. I think this is the third time, but this is the first time I've watched the director's cut. And yes, first for me. Yep. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, that sucked. Um, it didn't make it better. No, it really didn't. But I think it gave us more to talk about. Yeah, especially, that's sure. Especially in the action category. Did did you have like some weird clipping and stuff going? Oh, it was on? terrible it, on Peacock, it right? A, yeah, it gave you a warning. Yeah, and it was n- still not what I was expecting. Oh, it was, it was awful on watching it on Peacock. Yeah. I was like, "What the hell is this?" Really bad. Like it would straight up like freeze, right. for a while. And I, I I had the subtitles on, so it would like sort of fill in like dialogue that I missed, and then it would Smarter catch up to what me. was going I, on. I was like. Yeah, I forgot to do that. It was weird. It was bizarre. But I, I because I seen this, this is the third time I've seen it. I'm like, it's fine, whatever. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, you kind of get the gist. Like yeah. I was expecting whatever it was saying, like there to be something weird, but I was not expecting it to that level. Mm. It was it was quite unfortunate. Um, definitely sucks you out of a movie that's easy to be sucked out of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's definitely. I'm gonna but check my phone. This movie was a hit, right? Yes and it did no. Well, uh, it made money. Y- yeah, kind of. It made it got a sequel. It made Stephen King a lo- well a direct to video sequel, and it made Stephen King a lot of money. Uh, it didn't yeah, didn't make okay. much anyone else a lot of money. Okay. <laughs> and I'll get into that later. And it's a fun right. story. <laughs> well, this is your pick, so you get to yeah. explain this thing. <laughs> uh, a simple man is turned into a genius through the application of computer science. Wow. That's the IMDb sub- uh, description, and I'm sticking with it. <laughs> okay. I like it. Flowers like for Algeron via VR. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, a lot of unfortunate choices, especially in this director's cut, which is it, am I correct that there was already was a director's cut? And this is a new director's cut? I don't know. I thought this was the only director's cut I know of. Okay, because I I thought I read something about there was already a director's cut and then there was there's this new one. I have no clue. I okay. you have decided to read further about this movie than I was interested in doing already. Because, <laughs> uh, man, yeah. this movie. Yeah. Uh, still not my lowest ranking movie though, which not hmm. me either. Not me either. It's 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 gonna be down there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Not, yeah. 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 It's not the lowest. Man, split second. The fact that you couldn't beat this bad. movie. That's rough. It's it's real bad. That movie is real bad. <laughs> so, uh, and you know what though? I'd probably be more interested in rewatching Split Second than watching this movie ever again because I've watched this three times now, and it's like I'm I'm done. I'm never want to watch this again. I, I would definitely never watch the director's cut again. Oh God, no. <laughs> That's for sure. So like, much I, longer. It is so much. There is longer. a half an hour more of footage, and it's like, 
all of it's bad. <laughs> like, all this bad. is bad. All bad. I mean, it definitely, like, I don't know. What's the right way to say it? it like, fills it and flushes it out in a way I didn't want it to be. Oh, it certainly explains what happened to Pierce Brosnan's wife in the movie, who just disappears yeah. in the regular cut. Just disappears, yeah. So I was like, oh, well, that's nice to know. Right. And then I think, is, I mean, it's been a long time since I saw the original, but um, is there just more stuff with the shop and such going on, too? Mm, only in that, like, the, the, when they attack the house. That's new. Okay. I mean, like... The visual effects, anyway, would come with it. Yeah, right. And everything in the beginning with the chimp is new. Nope, I believe that's all there from the original, more or less. Yeah. Oh, I thought they, I thought they added a lot of that stuff, like his escape and all that. <sighs> I don't think so, but it's been a minute. Fair enough. Yeah. So, let's get into it. Yeah, hero. For lack of a. Better option, our hero is Larry Angelo. <laughs> um, yeah, he is. He's like a. Um, he's like a Rick. All right, a little bit. He wishes. Uh, he's, he's a, he wishes. He's a cool early '90s Doctor Frankenstein scientist who has I guess. who has a five o'clock shadow, an earring, an earring. wears yeah. a leather jacket, and he smokes like a chimney, <laughs> and he drinks a lot of Bushmills. Oh, the fucking Protestant whiskey. <laughs> Boy, that pissed me off. It's funny because I know your feelings on that. And that is Pierce, my how note is Protestant whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> um, so, I mean, a lot of this could be contributed to uh, alcoholism, right? Bad decision making because you've been drinking alcohol. It certainly seems every bad decision he makes uh, starts with like a half a bottle of Bushmills. Like, you know. Well, it's, maybe if you would drink Jameson, sir. Things would have gone out yeah. better, but no. Maybe because it seemed like every I don't know, who knows. He drank that watered tried. down trash, but it keeps coming back every once in a while in the movie. To here he is in his basement with his bushmills. His shirt is wide open for God knows reason, and he's talking to his computer while drinking whiskey. That's an audition <laughs> for the Bond producers. Uh, so yeah, played by Pierce Brosnan, uh, he's created a serum that, with the help of virtual reality, can make chimps and people smarter. He yeah. says the potential for human advancement is endless. Virtual reality holds a key to the evolution of the human mind. Unfortunately, he's developed all this under the auspices of the shop, who wants to use this tech to make better soldiers. Now, right. um, <laughs> so when this movie came out, it was uh, advertised as Stephen King's The Lawnmower Man. Mm. And the shop is one of the few things that Stephen King uh, did create that is in the okay. story. Uh, the shop was like this secretive um, government agency that dealt with supernatural stuff. Not so much investigating, more of like, how can we exploit? So it's they're the bad guys in Firestarter. And they've been okay. in a bunch of other things, too. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, because I never really quite got the government vibe, but it just seemed like a corporation. No, no, no. It's 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 a government agency, whatever. Like I said, in in the, the in Firestarter, which is where they first introduced, they start off with like uh, I think there's some like they're in Virginia somewhere or whatever. So they're right, like right outside all the government stuff. That makes sense because I think they he had to go to D.C. Yeah, 
Exactly. To talk to people at the shop. Okay. Now, I, yeah, I just never really realized it was an actual government, like, shadow agency or whatever. I just kind of figured it was like, we got money and we're going to throw it to this company or whatever. Now, uh, before we get into everything else, I wanted to, because I, I, this is my favorite part of the whole story. I want to tell you what, the, <laughs> I want to tell you what the, uh, the short story is about, Tim. Okay. The Stephen King original short story. Uh, it is about a man who is tired of mowing his own lawn. So he uh, hires uh, someone to do it for him. Okay. And uh, once this guy gets into his backyard, uh, the, the, the lawnmower man, he takes off all of his clothes and starts eating the grass. Huh. Like he puts the lawnmower there and like the, the grass clippings, he eats it. So he cuts it regularly, but then he eats the grass afterwards. So this is only a one-time event uh, because the guy uh, decides he's offended by this man, this naked man in his lawn, uh, eating all the grass clippings that he's going to uh, offend the neighbors and himself. And anyway, um, turns out that the guy who he's hired to mow his lawn is actually like Pan, the god or demigod Pan. And it's all part of some ritual or something like that. And him interfering with the uh, ritual uh, causes him to be uh, in Pan's bad graces. And he's decided, and then, so he's decided to kill him. And he runs him over with the lawnmower. And I think he also eats part of him and stuff. Yeah. And that's basically the story. Huh. So I don't know. If, so after watching the movie, you'll notice that it has nothing to do. With that short story? At all, yeah. <laughs> Other than the fact, like, there's, like, that one scene later on in the movie where they mentioned, like, that guy, what they asked him, what's left of him? He's like, it's in the birdbath. Yeah, that's from the short story. So that is, like, literally uh, the only connection to Stephen King. Interesting. So Stephen didn't take kindly to them putting his name on this movie. Did they license it or something? I don't understand. They had they the make- rights to the lawnmower man. Gotcha. That short story, because yeah. people were just buying the rights to every Stephen King short story and anything they can get, um, and they also had the rights to this script called like Cyber God, oh, and they decided like, well, what if we just throw Stephen King's name on top of that and throw a little Stephen King details on there, and we'll call it Stephen King's The Lawnmower Man. <laughs> well, Stephen said nay. <laughs> yeah, and rightfully he, so, and he sued the pants off them. And one, uh, clearly. Yeah, he received two and a half million dollars from his lawsuit wow. over using his name to sell the movie. Then, when the movie came out on home video, they still put in the credits based on the Stephen King short story. <sighs> well, Stephen got angry again, and the court fined them ten thousand dollars for every day they were in contempt of court. And King was awarded all the profits, any profits they received during this time, until they were able to fix them all. Wow. So, like, all the home video releases, they had to cover up Stephen King. <laughs> wow. So, he made a boatload of money off of this, more than anything else than he... That's so funny. <laughs> it's my favorite that's part great. of this whole movie. Yeah. That's that's awesome. <laughs> right? Way to get him. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> he's had so many problems with his properties being made in movies, right? He's personally been upset a lot of times. Um, it's hit and miss. 
You know, like yeah. he, he hates famously the sh- with the shining. Right? Yeah. He hates the shining adaption. Uh, and like, that's what like, I understand from both sides. Like, yes, I understand your point, Steven. It's still a good movie. Uh, yeah. So it's, I don't, I, but you know, he's also <laughs> been really happy with some stuff that I think is real trash. So I'm like, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, I'm happy for him in this case. Sure. So yeah. back to the movie. Yeah, back to Angelo. Yeah, Larry is a terrible husband. Horrible. Who only cares about his work and is constantly ignoring his wife unless he wants sex. Yeah. And he smokes cigarettes in bed, and I agree with his wife. That is horrible. It's not okay. Yeah. That's just... Nah. Um, and like Tim said, he's also drinking too much Bushmills, which mm-hmm. is bullshit Protestant whiskey. While he's dealing, he won't, he won't take his wife out to the city. No, won't, won't pay attention to her at all unless it's sex. Yeah. Uh, while he's dealing with the recent disappointments with Roscoe the chimp. Uh, Ro- it was his best chimp, Patrick. It was his best chimp. <laughs> like literally, like the the first, like the second or third line he says in this movie is, "Fucking screw the political assholes. He's the best chimp I've ever had." <laughs> Try to pause the movie and take a minute to laugh. It's just a funny thing to have someone say out loud. It's just, it's, it's insane. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all this bad whiskey gets to him. It gets him to think it's time to move on to human trials, and that's when he thinks it's uh, thinks of Job, the lawnmower man, is the perfect subject. Uh, he, go, yeah. he goes outside to ask him, and it looks like he thinks he'll have to do a hard sell. But he asks Job if he likes to play a game, and Job just drops what he's doing and says, Sure. The look on Pierce's face when he does this is just really funny. Although this is before uh, he gives him any of the, the medicine or anything, right? So, no, no. He's like, I'd like for you to play a game. It'll make you smarter or whatever. It's like, oh, let's yeah. go. He's it's like, very creepy, creepy boy, adult kind of stuff. Even though he's not a boy, you know, like, hey, want to come to my van? Like that's kind of the the gist. No, no, it's definitely off. like let's go get that huffy. Yeah. It's just it's yeah. like this is great. <laughs> he's definitely taking advantage. So it's like it's weird that we have yeah. this guy. He's definitely a doctor, say a Doctor Frankenstein type character, where he's just like so obsessed with the science and not thinking of any of the moral implications of what he's doing, like taking advantage of this person. And he, he and what's worse is that he tells him like, I can make you smarter and make people stop taking advantage of you, and that's what he's doing. He's taking advantage of him. Right. It is kind of uh, weird, too, that that's not thrown back in his face later like it should have been. Like right, when exactly. Yelling at Job, or not yelling, but like talking to Job about how, but you haven't achieved any wisdom with any of this. And you're, you're you know, it's like, wow, all of this should be said right back at you. <laughs> yeah. For real. And so it's a, it's a huge, would have been a really interesting thing. If it was in the movie, it's just not there. Well, that's the biggest problem with this character is he learns no lessons at no. the end of this. Because at the end of the movie, like he defeats the bad guy and he decides, yeah, I'm going to just take my stuff underground and start again. I'm like, really? Yeah, well, because that's, that's the thing I got confused about too. Because like it seemed like the thing that he learned was it was the corporation, it was the shop, they were the problem. But if you watch the movie, there's clearly something up and something wrong with Job before the medicine switch happens. Yeah, shit has gone awry well before that. 
And he's yeah. freaked out and not happy. So, because even he has to like back off from what he's doing. Like, all right, maybe we not do. Excuse me, not do the virtual stuff for a little bit, and we're gonna we're gonna do these CD ROMs here instead for a little bit. Because yeah. even he's seeing something's up and something's wrong. So he never ever like holds himself accountable for any of his stuff. And nor does anyone else in the movie. Yeah. So it's like ah. Everybody seems to be sympathetic to him for no reason. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like, and it's like, and like the, you know, the, the wife or mother next door, right. Is it almost gives you a, your wife's a drag, huh? Like she doesn't say that, but like, it, that's the, almost the energy that comes across. That's a weird ass relationship and an ending. And it? it's like, yeah, I'm, it really is. I'm going to go grab this, the neighbor's wife and her kid. And I'm going to basically adopt them and run away and go underground just do the same yeah. shit over again like lesson learned huh all right, right yeah i don't <laughs> know about this yep <laughs> at least like with like a movie like reanimator where you have like a crazy scientist and yeah. you got herbert west and like yeah okay of course he didn't learn any lessons that's fine he's a crazy scientist but like this movie portrays pierce Brosnan as being absolutely the hero and the good guy i'm like yeah is he he's supposed to be the moral one or whatever like you almost they almost treat him like like, look at him. He's really looking out for Job here. And it's like, no. Yeah, no way at all. <laughs> no. So getting back, Larry starts the shots and VR treatment. And it's slow going at first, but eventually Job shows improvement. And Job has a seizure during one of the treatments. And Larry thinks it's no big deal. He's like, eh. He's like, over some bushmills. He's thinking about it. Like, it's fine. Yeah, there's a line, too, later on where... um he says something about having another seizure. I was like, wait a minute. There was another one? Like, when? Yeah, well, he has the first one in his basement, and the second right. one that's, like, in the lab after, like, uh, what's his name? The the guy's partner screws with the computer. Right. And gives him another seizure while he's in the VR set at in the, uh, the company. I forget what the name of the company is. It's VOS, I think. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's I don't know it's weird, but uh, he's not a yeah he's not a particularly good guy. I don't want to I don't want to say BSI okay, as much as I, I was way off. BSI, sorry. It's a <laughs> it's a really bad, poorly written character. One hundred percent. That being said, Pierce Brosnan is charismatic, and I enjoy him, and I am biased. I, I can't hate Pierce Brosnan. It's true. It's it's difficult. Yeah. Like it's. <laughs> I, I mean, he was like made to be in that VR set, looking like he's taking pain. <laughs> he pulls it off. He looks good in that in that right? spandex or whatever it is. He's I don't know whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that is wet a suit weird thing. costume. Yeah, yeah. Whatever <laughs> with the weird blue tube stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, it's it's not like you're watching it, um, and and definitely you're like, yeah, this is not a likable character. It's a bad character, really poorly written, but it's not like you're ever like really cringing, or it's not like you know Pierce Brosnan is still good. The charm of Pierce Brosnan really overpowers how badly this character is written. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So uh, Larry continues to be really excited by all of Job's advancements, especially when he gets telepathy. <laughs> and like yeah. even like Job's kind of freaking out about it, but he's like, "Ah, it's, it's, this is awesome!" 
Yeah, he's excited. <laughs> yeah. But then when like, Job gets tell this happening, like I knew something could happen, but I didn't think this could happen. Right. Kind of yeah. But then when Job gets telekinesis and talking like he's God, he starts to have second thoughts. It's like, well. Yeah, his, his voice like completely changes at that point in the movie. Like all of a sudden it's very low, low and monotone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sort of turns to the Jeff Fahey we know and love. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Larry is forced to report his findings to the shop. And the director is on the phone the whole time, which is a boss bitch move. And that's when Larry finds Hank. out the shop has his safer uh, formula switched out with the rage juice that Chimps got. <laughs> and is rage. furious and warns him of the dangers. Infected they- with what? There you go. Uh, they try to kidnap and force him to work for them, but he gets away. And we'll get into more of that a little bit later. Yeah. Stupid car rentals. Could have gotten away faster. <laughs> that one, that one, that was painful to watch. Uh, <laughs> Such tension. Yeah, for real. <laughs> spoiling action. <laughs> Sorry. All the exciting action is spoiling I don't it. I think I'm spoiling much. Yeah. Um, Job eventually goes too far, murders a bunch of people, including Larry's wife. And he, he seems yeah. very affected by her death, which was, but was oddly cool with her brainwashing when he first came to the house. Yeah. Uh, eventually, Job leaves Larry tied to his chair in the basement to go off to become the cyber Christ and whatever. And Larry's neighbor, Peter, comes by and unties him. Larry quickly hacks into VSI and triple encrypts everything and locks him out of the internet. And then Larry grabs some C4 bombs... Uh, that are ready to go and gets a ride from Peter's mob to, the, to his office. Kind of getting into action here a little bit, but all right. Uh, not really. This isn't the action part. Um, because Joe made sure to uh, melt all the cars and they were both in the area when he right. left. Um, and that's all I really want to say because I don't want to spoil any more in action. Yeah. But uh, I've already said my two favorite lines uh, from Larry Angelo, which, by the way, I'm sorry. We cannot. Name. We cannot have Pierce Brosnan playing a man named Larry. <laughs> it doesn't seem right. It ain't okay. <laughs> it can't. Can't do it. Yeah, it's wrong. It's unfortunate. He should. Not, it's not a great look. Pierce Brosnan is a man who looks like he should always be addressed by his full name. But <laughs> he does not have any nicknames. I, I refuse yeah. to believe it. Pierce is as short as it gets. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, I'm almost positive everyone just calls him Mr. Brosnan in real life. You know, it's just like you think? No, probably not. Probably not. Maybe Bros. You'd love that, wouldn't you? I would. So, what what did you give Hero? Um, I'm again biased. Yeah, I I, I went three. Wow, that's high. I know. <laughs> I Don't g- worry. I gave him a generous. Everything else is much lower. Yeah, that's fair. I gave him a generous two. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) To be honest, I ended up bumping it up. Mm -hmm. So I think I originally I did go lower. I can't remember if it was two or two and a half, but I ended up I ended up bumping it a little bit um, because I didn't like the end result (laughs) of what I was giving it. Yeah. So I gave a little bump uh, to Pierce because I love Pierce Brosnan. I I love everything he's in. Like I mean, not love everything is. I love him in everything. The fact that I don't want to pull my hair out while watching him on screen is a credit to him because there's yeah. nothing there for him to go. Imagine with if there was anybody else in this role, like like I'm not anybody, anybody less charismatic like, than he is. It's just right, like, exactly. Oh. Like yeah, just I don't know. 
just pick pick a pick one of these other people we've probably seen in any of these movies this season and be rough. Yeah. <laughs> so the villain. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The bad guy is Job. Yeah. This is um you saw Tropic Thunder, right? This is very funny that you should say this. Uh, yeah. Because this is brought up on a, a great podcast that I love called The King Cast. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> the first time they reviewed this movie, like, hey, am I crazy? Or is this the inspiration for Simple Jack and Tropic Thunder? Yeah. <laughs> that was the vibe I got, too. That's so great. And it, like from the costuming to everything, it's like, it absolutely is. This is Simple Jack. Yeah, I, I immediately went to thinking of the line. I don't want to repeat it, but thinking of the line in my head. Like, if, <laughs> which you're never supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> if I ever meet Ben Stiller, I want to talk to him about the Knicks first and foremost, but then yes. I want to talk to him about the Lamar Man afterwards. <laughs> See if the inspiration was there. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, tell me the truth. Lamar Man, right? I, I want to show him love for heavyweights and be like, yo, that movie was not bad. And it was amazing. That'll be my number three. Just like, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I got it. I got a note answer. So, uh, Job is MR, uh, and best guess is an IQ of 45. Right. Um, he's, and he's been a, a, a ward of a, of the church Catholic church. Yeah. Since he was five, you can tell Which it's a Catholic church. Since everyone's Irish. <laughs> was with because the accent stuff was really weird i gotta wonder what pierce brosnan as an actual irishman thought of these irish accents going on in this movie like well they were coming and going like sometimes they were there for like a line and then they'd be gone for like three scenes in a row and then there'd be like a random line where it's there again well you know um the the priest playing the irish priest uh he's from california <laughs> and his brother is also from California. No, I'm sorry. Grew up in Rhode Island and then went to California. That's what I, thought, I, thought, yeah, I thought he was like New England area. Yeah, It was weird. Uh, certainly weird. But it's just like usually if if you're like, you know, under the a church or whatever, it's like some kind of orphanage type thing. And this is just him in a shed. Yeah, this behind is, the church. A, yeah, behind the church. This church has like no like bigger building orphanage type thing going on at all. Like clearly there's just some trees in a church. Like there's nothing else there. Mm. So it's like, how, wait, why, why was this person a ward of the church at five? What? That's I, I, you know, it's like, where was social services on this one? He's in a shed in the back with like no air conditioning, no heat. Like what's going on? Like, yeah. How long, what, at what age did they feel like it was appropriate for him to go out in the shed? It's a great question. <laughs> uh, apparently, he has like a special talent for fixing things, which he uses to work for Terry the Landscaper, the brother of Father McKee. Yeah. Uh, Job is constantly taken advantage of and bullied by people in town. Including the priest. Who I guess is his guardian. Um, I, I guess so. And did you? It doesn't seem like anybody else is working for that church. Did you get the impression the priest was a little too excited to whip Job uh, to keep the secret of Roscoe the chimp? Oh yeah, <coughs> it seems like he's got a belt ready to go. Too. Well, he does have. Job. It's like hanging up in the shed. Yeah. Um. <coughs> God damn it! Sorry. 
You're fine. Uh, then you have uh, Jake, the gas station attendant, who likes to smoke by the gas pumps and push, scare and punch it's Job. It's dangerous. Around. Job is right. Yeah. No, it is. Don't smoke near gas pumps. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then I guess the shop is also kind of the villain too. Yeah. With uh, the director and Tim's being kind of the people. Well, we'll, we'll get into those guys in a little bit. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Job makes... Dr- Just listing our villains. Oh, yeah. Job makes dramatic improvements after own, undergoing the serum and VR treatments. He goes yeah. from not being able to match shapes to beating Larry's younger neighbor, Peter, in video games uh, to being able to read yeah, math books. he was scared of at first. Right. And- been all into it and then he's reading math books and intuitively knowing how to drive cars yeah just knows just just straight up does it almost right away yeah no problem and and then he's like listening to music two seconds at a time and and thinks he knows everything the man would have thrived in the itunes era just just (laughs) loving all those sample songs but i guess that kind of goes into the whole thing about you know knowledge about wisdom right and as job gets smarter he wants starts to want to better himself uh, Starts to dress nicer. It's got well, that ass, that booty popping. Well, first you got Father McKee walks in on a shirtless, ripped Job, <laughs> pretending <laughs> to be a cowboy, and he calls Job a pervert. And yeah. Job tells him he should knock before entering, and he demands the money Father McKee has been holding out uh, for onto for him uh, before he wants new clothes. That's because he wants new clothes and to clean his shed up. <laughs> and McKee tries to whip him with the belt uh, again. But catches it. Job grabs his arm and says you shouldn't hit people, and McKee runs away scared. Yeah, they've really made that scene out to be like, oh, it's happening, it's happening. Like, he's getting scared. It's like, not really. I, <laughs> it didn't come off that way. Mm. Uh, let's get into Marty Burke, who first notices Job when he's taking a lunch break mowing her lawn. They just, right. Like, this is weird, like, checking each other out from a distance. Like, hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I like the cut of you. Yeah. Well, that's a man. <laughs> she knows he's MR, but they both give each other a look over and it's just, it's wrong. Uh, next time we see her, she spots a nice ass in her side view mirror and while yep. getting her fluids checked at the gas station. <laughs> and she's stunned to discover the ass belongs to Job in his new Marble Man makeover. Uh, yep. She tells Job she can't wait for him to mow her lawn. Soon. <laughs> Terry, the landscaper, sees the encounter and gets all excited and tells him she has the hots for him. And Jake, the gas station center, is annoyed and tells Terry she's obviously not interested. Yeah, doesn't and, like him. And doesn't Terry like says him. he's watched her come on to all the young hunks in town, so he knows when she's interested. And yeah, because I guess her husband left or something, and now she's got money. And well, yeah, yeah. Jake asks uh, if... He's calling her a whore, and Terry says, "No, whores do it for money." And she already got money since her husband died. Oh uh, yeah, okay, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jake grabs Terry all angrily, and then Job tells him to stop. So Jake punches Job, and he hits him to the ground. But Jake, but he Job gives Jake like an angry stare that makes Jake like take a step back. Ooh. I honestly didn't understand that scene because not that I okay, I thought I missed something. Is what it was. Like okay. you know what I mean? Like it. I felt like again it was like it was it was very similar to the Father McGee thing. Uh, um, so similar that it's basically exactly the same, giving you the same information. Yeah. So it's unnecessary. We're, yeah, you're getting the same information. Yeah, it's trying to show like, oh, here it comes. He's getting scary, but it, it doesn't come off that way either. 
So it's like it's it's it the music and the vibes is saying this is what's happening, but clearly visually it's not. Yeah. So it's just like what I had to rewind. I'm like, what did I miss? I don't get it. This is why most directors' cuts are bad. It's like we don't yeah. need this extra information. This was a good cut. You already achieved your goal. Mm-hmm. In the previous scene. So it's like we didn't yeah. need this at all. But I guess it's fun to see the the Marnie flirtation. Uh, so after this, Job is feeling himself and starts to mow the lawn shirtless and yeah. in tight jeans and cowboy boots. And he begins to and hear big red. Yeah. And he begins to hear <laughs> Marnie's thoughts about inviting him in, which he does for lemonade, which is code, uh, well, of course. while wearing lingerie and they have some sexy time and it yep. all feels pretty illegal. <laughs> uh, she even asked him if she's ever, he's ever kissed a girl before. And he's like, no. Obviously, because... Yeah, it's a weird scene where she has to, like... They basically show her teaching him how to kiss, even with tongue. And there's, like, this... Like, okay, give me your tongue. And he's, like, sticking the... And it's really just... It's very if, uncomfortable. If you're not into, like, you know, moist saliva and all that kind of stuff, this is not your scene. Or... It's the most horror part of it for you. Adult women <laughs> taking advantage of mentally handicapped men. It's like, ah, <laughs> I don't like this. But he's smart now. He's smart. She doesn't know that. It's a good point. It's a good point. That's a problem. Yeah. yeah. Uh, eventually, Job's telepathy increases again, where he can't shut out people's thoughts and it hurts him. And he tells Larry, but Larry is more excited by the possibilities than concerned for Job. Um, the shop gets a rundown from Tim's, Larry's boss slash partner. And they convince him to switch out the formula that Larry has been giving him to the stuff the chimp had been given, which makes the subject more aggressive. I am curious, though, when he gets the new formula. Not until way later. That's what I'm thinking, because it almost seemed to imply that it happens sooner, but then visually it looks like it happens way later. It does, which is why this yeah. whole director's cut is all jumbled. Like, well, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Because uh, he doesn't start shooting himself up with the rage juice until Larry is in D.C. Right. Which is way it, later in the movie. So I guess it's, it's trying to show that, oh, maybe Angelo is, you know, right or whatever. It's like, no, but clearly something was wrong before he shoots up with the rage juice. Well, to be fair, he doesn't kill anybody until he gets the rage juice either. True. So it's just, but That's it's, true. It's still like... The timelines seem very weird and like yeah. Like, like what's the difference? It's just like that he just needed the rage juice to convince to kill. That's it. Otherwise, yeah, he's creepy and it. scary. Exactly the same. But all right. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he already basically turned uh, Marnie um, catatonic, basically or whatever. Yeah, it turns into a vegetable or something. Yeah. Uh, he does something to the VR rig too that causes Job to seize again. And when he gets yeah. out, he says he saw and touched God. Yeah. Uh, this is where I like to give a special shout out to Dean Norris, our man Hank from Breaking Bad. Hank, yeah. Playing the director of the shop. Really hilarious performance, especially when you think of him post-Breaking Bad. It's funny. I mean, you see him mostly on this giant screen. Yeah. Conference room for like, it's him on a giant screen, Angelo, Tim's, and then just soldiers. It's like, what's the point of this giant room? <laughs> it's weird. And it's it's all very like he's playing this like extra dramatic and slimy and a little femme. Yeah. Well he'll be back. 
one way or the other. Yeah. <laughs> Very much so, yeah. And it's just so funny considering how like gruff he is, like and everything else I've ever seen him in. <laughs> yeah. Um anyway, yeah, Job gets some more sexy time with Marnie and yep. discovers he now has telekinesis too. Uh, he eventually shows Larry and tells him he's tapping into ancient forgotten powers and tries to get inside Larry's head. Yeah, apparently we used to have all this ability. He hasn't uncovered anything new yet. Yeah, yeah. And that's his goal, is to uncover the new. And uh, after Larry tells him power has to be tempered with wisdom, Job says he's smart. You know I'm smarter than you now. Yeah. And tells him, like, yeah, Clearly. nothing stops. We're, we're going to keep on going. <laughs> Uh, while Larry is away reporting to the shop, Job shoots himself up with the rage juice and goes for another VR ride and appears to have an epiphany or something. Yeah. And he decides to just go to murder town. And after his murder spree, Job sets up a uh, camp at Larry's house where he has brainwashed Larry's wife into being a happy homemaker. Slash yeah, like bodyguard. 1950s yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Job is down in the basement doing VR and tells Larry he's thinking global and wants to heal the world by turning himself into pure energy and going to the internet to become a cyber Christ. And, and everybody will be a piece of me. Mm. And after uh, he tells Larry of his evil plan and dispatches well, with the goons from I, I the shop, he telepathically calls for Uber. To, real quick, sorry. Why he wants to heal the world, right, is... He learns history and realizes all the horribleness <laughs> historically in the world. So, like, why is everything so awful is one of the reasons I think you kind of get the gist of why he's like, I need to make the world better or whatever. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's that's a thing that happens. Yeah, uh, I'm being kind. I just wanted to put it out. No, there. no, you're, you're right. Like, there was... Because <laughs> they make a point to, like, like there's like a whole thing about there's no way you comprehended all of that history and he's like test me like i did <laughs> yeah. and then like they pan down to see like all this i just gotta love how 90s it is all the cd roms <laughs> yeah he goes through like all of history up to the american revolution in two minutes yeah like discs just popping in and popping out he's like Whoa. Uh, speed reader yeah quite and anyway, after he tells Larry of his evil plan and dispatches the goons from the shop, he telepathically calls for an Uber from <laughs> from Terry the Landscaper to VSI so he can yeah. talk in the internet. And I'll go into everything else in action because that's it. Yeah, fair enough. So what'd you think of Jeff Fahey as the lawnmower man, Job? Um, It's a weird part. A lot, of, a, a lot of the early parts is very unfortunate. It's a tough part to play. It really is. It's kind of asking the impossible. I don't think it's um, as bad as I've seen. Like, he's not going Sean Penn. No. Yes. <laughs> uh, in, yeah. In well, I am Sam. I, I am, am Sam. Sam. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's like, ugh. Yeah. It's, it's, it definitely doesn't get quite that. I don't know. In the beginning, too, when he's like, Cybo Man, it's like real rough. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, it gets a lot better. Yeah, uh, when he goes basically evil. Yeah, when Jeff um, Fahey gets to like be Jeff Fahey. <laughs> yeah, when he like brings down his voice like octaves, mm-hmm. way octaves lower, and gravity and all that kind of stuff. Like where he's basically saying like I am God, you know, stuff like that. It's yeah, like, oh, yeah. That, 
like that stuff pulls off like that stuff um but the problem is like it's a really short amount of time that he gets to do that in the movie mm-hmm. because the rest of it he's like has to be this other you know dim-witted job <laughs> and then um at the very end the dialogue basically cuts out from him like he does a it's a lot of non-dialogue from him and especially in a lot of the action beats which is mostly under the movie mm-hmm. um and then when he's back in the vr at the end or one with vr it's not really his voice anymore and it's all the digital crap right and and so the good stuff of of Fahey here is really in a really short bit and that's kind of the big bummer because i feel like it would have been a lot better if that part got expanded out. Mm. I like Jeff Fahey. Uh, yeah. You know, he was great in Lost as uh, yeah! Lapidus, the, the, the helicopter pilot. Incredibly and, likable. And if you've never seen Psycho 3, which I know Tim hasn't, I recommend I it. Not. He's really good in it. Incredible right. head of hair on that man. Just really fantastic. It's a real great hair battle between him and Pierce. Dude aged really well, he, I gotta say. Like a million bucks, yeah. Yeah, because even from Lawnmower Man to Lost, I mean, good looking dude. Just great head of hair. Just phenomenal. <laughs> dude was in shape, so, too. So, gotta give it to him. So, what'd you give? Yeah, he, he was ripped in this movie. Yeah. Uh, pushing those lawnmowers, really. <laughs> well, Big Red, it was kind of big. Ridiculous. Can we talk about real quick, like what a bad job that lawnmower did on some of the lawns that I saw? Awful, right? It's like it's like that's a none of that. That's some tall grass. We need a bag on that thing. That looks terrible. Yeah, like uh, we're this is bad thatching. What you're doing? Yeah, I don't don't like this. This is not good. Yeah. (laughs) So, so what did you give him? I gave a two. I gave him a two and a half. Okay. So we're, we're getting close to each other here now. Yeah, I think we are, yeah. Okay. I think we'll end up evening out here in the end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could have I could have definitely seen myself, if I had to really argue, giving a half point away from Hero and bringing it to Villain if I needed to. Okay. So, uh, action. Yeah, here it gets rough. Especially, it's, you know what? It gets rough. It's funny. We have so much more to talk about because of the director's cut. And, yeah. um... For the worse. <laughs> all bad. <coughs> it's, it's. I can't say there's a single... I'm trying to think of a single beat in action that I was like, okay, that was kind of cool. I kind of like that. Well, I can. Can you? Sure. Uh, I want to highlight Roscoe, the super chimps escape. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Every time we have a shot of the... The the Roscoe swiping the key card. Yeah. It it looks so bad. It totally sucks me out every time. Like every time I see the swipe, I start laughing. I'm like, oh my god, no. <laughs> I I I first we see him in the VR rig, right? Which Do you think they keep the VR that set on him? That that because they're testing out the shop's helmet thing. Yeah, his battle goggles or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Do you think they kept that? Because it, it looked like they implied that, that that set is on him all the time. Yeah, certainly did. Which is really dumb. Mm. Why why keep it on him all the time? I don't know, man. It, it also you can see through walls and stuff, so it's it's pretty it's, it's pretty good. It's a pretty great awesome. rig. 
Like not to slightly backtrack, but did did Pierce Brosnan dream the escape? No. Because he wakes up from a bad dream and it almost looked like that was his dream that he gets the phone call. So it was like, that was kind of weird. But anyway. Yeah, I, I just think that's just weird <laughs> editing. I don't know. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, you liked the Roscoe stuff. Uh, it made me laugh. Okay. I laugh because it was well, bad. All right, okay, well, let's talk about that battle helmet first off. Like, the, the chimp looks like a Barry Windsor Smith Wolverine raising Weapon X or whatever <laughs> going through this bit. place. So, it, yeah. And the comic book nerd in me is just like, okay, this is great. Uh, <laughs> so, with these battle goggles, he picks the lock of his cage, steals the gun of security guard, and shoots him dead. And I'm pretty sure the chimp gave him like a sup nod. Before he kills oh, him, yeah. like he grabs the yeah. gun and like the security guard looks at him and the chimp's just like look, you know, gives like, a little tilt mount head up, like, and then bang, <laughs> she's dead. And that just it, what was it rolled the video me. Game I loved it. Headset. Was there a video game headset where it had like one little like glass piece? Was that Nintendo or Super Nintendo? Super Nintendo. It was, yeah. It was a Super Nintendo. It was like this is the future and it was dumb. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. <laughs> um. Roscoe is eventually tracked down to Job's shed because the priest. Cybo man. Yeah. The priest. Damn it. The priest saw and uh, ratted him out to the cops. And VSI comes right. and they separate Job from the chimp and the VSI guys just blow the monkey away, King Kong oh, style. Yeah. A like, lot. I mean, nope. yeah, Angelo's trying. He's like, no, you don't need that many guns. Just trank him, which is like. Well, yeah, actually, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, for real. You could, you could just try, like, there's no need for this level of violence. Yeah. But because it killed, gotta kill it. Yeah, no, they, they shoot that chimp, like, 50 times. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Make sure it's dead. <laughs> uh, so, then the next bit I would like to talk about, which goes way further into the movie. Uh, yeah, because there's nothing really, for a real long time. Real long time, especially in this damn director's cut. <laughs> yes. Job claims he read about a study where people under hypnosis physically manifest blisters after being suggested they have them, and he decides to try oh, it yeah. on himself, and the effects look god-awful. Just, like, Real embarrassingly bad. bad. Really? And this is, like, a hint of things to come. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's gonna get It doesn't get better. It really... <laughs> no. Okay, so everybody of, of our generation around will remember the old screensavers from, like, Windows 95. Mm-hmm. And that is the effects I feel like they took for this whole movie. <laughs> it's that style, you know. It's it's rough. Like I I you remember that show? I'm looking it up um, right now. And I can't reboot that cart. Re- yes, exactly. <laughs> reboot. Yeah. No, uh, I knew where you were going. I'm like, what was the name of the show? You have to look this up right now. We're to Max Short. <laughs> yeah. No, pretty much the exact same. Like level effects reboot. Yes, Re- actually, I, to be fair, I think reboot might have been slightly better. Probably, yeah. It's like <laughs> Transformers Beast Wars level like nonsense. Like this is terrible. Every time Look at. they get turned into like little like I, I the balls dots the balls the balls. Why? You're, we're we're going what? way ahead, but yeah. <laughs> was it just just to like I'm breaking you down to a molecular level? I was thinking I'm, atoms. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's what they were doing, but it looks real awful. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Job reads... And I think, by the way, what happened to Tibbs, I'm sorry, what happened to Tibbs is what especially reminds me of a screensaver. Fair enough. We'll get into that. 
Okay. Uh, Job reads Marnie's mind and decides she's kinky enough to take a trip to the VR with him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and they start making out in VR, and then they turn... And, and it's weird and gross, because they're becoming one and stuff, and it's... Yeah, like, their, their faces turn into one, and then they turn yeah. into a dragonfly together, and yeah. then she gets stuck in VR ooze? Spunk? I don't know. It's weird. I don't know, yeah. I was, <laughs> I was like, did they... Someone ejaculated it, I guess? Maybe? I don't know. I don't know. And then Job turns into a weird monster that spits something at Marnie, and Marnie is so horrified... By her experience, it turns her into a vegetable, and she just laughs to herself. Sure. From now on. I didn't think he spit. I think he was consuming. No, I think he was spitting something at her. But yeah, it's. I thought it was the other way. Look, I thought he was taking, you know, brain type stuff from her. I thought that's what basically made her catatonic. I think all readings are valid <laughs> for this nonsense. Okay, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. It was yeah. It's all sorts of ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it looks, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought nobody could get hurt. Yeah. Well, it's fair. I didn't think that either. <laughs> yeah. Um, the shop comes to abduct Larry at his hotel because they realize he's not going to be cooperative. And it gives... Uh, it does make it pretty clear. Yeah. And it, <laughs> it gives Pierce a little something to do in this movie. Yeah. Uh, he punches out his business partner, Tim's. And then has a tension-filled, like, minute and a half trying to rent a car in the hotel lobby. Oh, my god! Like, literally, we're just staring, going back and forth between him waiting for them to give him the car, looking at the computer, printing out the receipt. He's like... And then going to look at other people looking for him in the hotel. Yeah. It's like, and he's like, this is taking too long. And I kind of want to be like, this is actually really short. I've never... T- <laughs> it's like, how... It's taking me a lot longer than that to rent a car. How are they missing him? <laughs> he's at the a big, wide-open lobby. Yeah. It's like, yeah. these are the worst goons in the history of goons. <laughs> it is rough to watch. Yeah, yeah, it's not great. Uh, eventually, he grows impatient and runs away to the basement of the hotel and is caught. By, uh, is caught. But then yeah. a busboy comes by with a bottle of champagne and Pierce grabs that and knocks out the goon behind him. Yeah, cracks it over his head. Yeah. Larry then... And then, like asks the waiter to cover him with the gun because he's like he holds the gun he's like oh i don't want to hold the gun and he's like here cover him and yeah. the waiter's like uh okay and <laughs> this weird waiter's holding this gun to this dude he doesn't know yeah it's what would you do in that situation if someone I, gave you a gun to hold them would you hold them I or would, would you I be like would, who the hell are you i would not touch that gun <laughs> yeah so, uh, i don't know what's going on here I'm going to call the police. Although, in his defense, um, anyone holding an Uzi is generally not a good guy, according to any movie I've ever seen. That is, that is, that is true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lara then steals their Uzi ca- 9mm. Yeah, that's right. Lara then steals the goon's car and drives home. Well, <coughs> not without... Because um, the guy is like... There's a guy resting on the car. Yeah, he's, whatever, he's sitting on right? the trunk of the car, like smoking a cigarette yeah. or whatever. And so then, he's able to get the car going and speeds off, and the guy falls. Yeah, Pierce quickly yeah. jumps into the car, turns the car, and goes. Because uh, he grabbed the, the keys from the guy, the goon that was uh, that grabbed him in the hotel. The I just want to say that was, a, I guess, a slight, to give this money, this movie credit somewhat, if anything, there was a slight stunt with the guy falling. <laughs> it's true. Sure. Yeah, it's a good point. We haven't had much. Tension-filled, scary, scary stuff. Uh, yeah. Not sure how far away he is from home since he flew there and is driving back, but he seems to drive back with a couple hours. Yeah, because I almost get the vibe this is 
a movie that's supposed to be in the West Coast or something. Well, it was definitely shot there. <laughs> yeah, that's the vibe I got. So I was like, yeah. I don't, uh, I don't see how he drove. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I this must have been a quick flight wherever he was going yeah. for. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely all shot in like Simi Valley, California, <laughs> in Pasadena. That's, it's the vibe I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it definitely didn't look like DC. <laughs> Not at all. Um, let's see. Okay, let's get to the good stuff. Job goes yeah. to the church, still wearing his VR suit, looking all cool. Yeah. And says he's come for Father McKee's confession, where the priest admits to molestation and other awful things. So, you know, theories confirmed. And then Job, with his mind, lights him on fire. Kind of. I just want to say... In this moment, I like everything that Fahey is doing. Yes. Everything else is awful. Yes. Um, the father is terrible and and, and <laughs> priest. not good. The priest is really bad. And, and then why did we have... We have the abilities of, 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 of practical effects. We have so many abilities to light something <sighs> on fire. Not in this way. Yeah, they he lights them on fire in some kind of weird VR animation thing, and it is rough it to look at. It barely looks like fire. Yeah. It was terrible. So bad. And I, I want to be... I, 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 this is where I got interested. This is why I started to look up stuff. I know you kind of like, I, God bless, I don't know how you looked up stuff. But this is where I was like, I now need the context of the era. Because even... Yes, I saw this movie a long time ago one time, but still not in 1992. I was not of the age to watch this in 1992. I was still too young, right? So I wanted to look up reviews. <laughs> and I had a real hard time finding reviews of the time period because I found a lot of reviews <coughs> on the director's cut and a lot of people commenting on the special effects now. But I'm like, yes, I know what it looks like now, but I need to know what people thought of the time. Because to me, I feel like there's so much better effects of the time period too. Like, it's just, like, it's awful. Yeah. They're just very excited about the idea of the effects and what they could do. They didn't stop to think if they should. Uh, (laughs) It's, I mean, it looks about the same and about as, equal quality to like Roger Corman's Fantastic Four Human Torch when they light him on fire like oh oh this is bad I still have not seen that you you wouldn't it's it's awful you would not enjoy it Uh, I I imagine especially as I don't like Fantastic Four that much no Um, so then Job makes a next visit to the gas station right and uses telekinesis to sucker punch Jake with the gas hose and tie him up yeah, it's an interesting use of gas hoses. Just beat him up with the gas hoses. And tie him up. And then he goes into his mind and lobotomizes him with a VR avatar of Job with a lawnmower blade mouth that runs over his brain. His brain, yeah. Lawnmower man is in your head now, Jake. Which I don't understand that. Tim, like, I feel like that should have been a callback to something that I don't recall. Tim, how many times? How- mm. <laughs> I have seen every James Bond movie multiple times. I have seen almost all Arnold Schwarzenegger's movies. I have seen every bad kiss-off line there could be. And I watched this and I was like, what the hell? 
What does that even mean? What exactly? I'm like, he's yeah. supposed to be a genius. What is this? This is terrible. Did we Smart not think about this funny. for a second? I don't know. I don't... Damn it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It was really bad. It wasn't good. No, it's not intimidating. It's not funny. It doesn't call back anything. It doesn't make any sense. It's just yeah, bad. It's just, like, wow, okay. That's I you know what too, I think for people the both of us, we, we I, I say we, we love a good kill. We love a good mm-hmm. event of death. And there's so much bad of that in this movie. Yeah. That and that's probably the biggest problem of this movie because you could probably save a lot of garbage here if you had some cool fun to, heck if you just did practical fire on the priest that could have helped improve this movie um like it doesn't make any sense to like why his fire is digital fire and how we could do that in the real world like you can create digital things in real life and like that none of that makes sense it's dumb it's so dumb it's terrible awful uh, and then you have uh, <laughs> the one part that kind of matches the, the original short story. Job next makes a visit to Peter's house, uh, Pierce's, uh, Larry's uh, neighbor. Right. And makes Peter and his mom pass out upstairs. And he tells... Is he going to take care of the uh, the horrible, abusive dad that we get a yeah. like one shot of earlier in the I mean, like two or three shots of like Peter either uh, Peter's dad either beating him up, beating his mom up, yelling at him for no reason, and calling Job terrible names. Uh, yeah. So he he telekinetically sends in Big Red the lawnmower to kill Peter's dad, and uh, the lawnmower wrecks the house up. But Peter's dad was able to escape out the back door. But then Job sends the lawnmower flying after him and gets him in the face. But it cuts to black, and we don't see anything. As far None. as the kills. Yep. Uh, so all we got to see was a lawnmower inside of a house for a few minutes, for like 30 seconds. And- Tearing some stuff up. But yeah, that's that's about it. A lot of close shots to, to make sure it didn't look even worse than it already did. Um, no, the, the best part of the whole thing is the the cop afterwards which is like a cop yeah see, the guy we've seen him in so many things i don't know he's ventura and yeah 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 he's been in a ton of stuff and he's good i enjoyed his little bit to be honest is actually a breath of fresh air uh um, i agree i thought he he pulled off a lot of his lines i really liked him and pierce be like what, what? you guys just said it was an accident a minute or, or a murder or a second ago or whatever right and like i was like oh i oddly this was good and Surrounded by terrible. Yeah. Oh, now I got to. This is going to drive me. Now you want to look it up? Yeah. It's going to piss me off that I don't know the guy's name. <laughs> oh. Troy Evans. Troy Evans. Right? Oh, that's right. He was an under siege and demolition man, too. Dude's good. He keeps popping up and he's solid. Mm hmm. And so I really appreciate his really small bit. Uh, all right. So, <laughs> yeah, he said, <laughs> Larry gets home and the cops are there and find out what's uh, remaining of Peter's dad is in the birdbath. And mid-conversation, Job makes the cops think they're investigating accidents instead of murders, which is, causes, like, Pierce, or Larry, to go like, what? What? Right. And he notices, he sees him in the distance. Yeah, hanging out at his house on the porch. 
I guess in his he's VR too rig. smart <laughs> to control his mind or something. Because there's a few times where he's like, you're in my head, get out. And he does this thing where he's pushing on his head or whatever yeah. towards his eyes. Rosin does his famous I, hurt face acting. Right. But it, like he never really like does anything more than that to to Angelo. So I'm wondering if it's like, is is he too smart that he can straight up do that? Or, or maybe, something? you know, if you you see him doing it, I don't know. But or maybe he doesn't feel like he respects him enough that he doesn't want to do it or something. I don't know. Mm. Uh, so the shop goons come to Larry's house and, uh, yeah, here we go. And Job takes control of Christine, uh, Larry's wife and makes her shoot a goon dead. And then a guy behind him, uh, another goon comes up with a machine gun and blows her away. Yeah. And we see a lot of this kind of weird digital type shots and kind of like this could have looked better, but again, you have to smother it in crap. Yeah. <laughs> and then Joe becomes a giant floating head. <laughs> yeah, that was weird and random. Yeah, and <laughs> looks on the goons with disappointment and <laughs> distaste and turns them into giant floating balls. Yep. Not even giant floating balls, little floating balls or whatever. Like, I don't know if there's supposed to be atoms or whatever. And That's what I was kind of getting. It looks I mean, terrible. some of it kind of works to where you could be like, okay, maybe he's making them think there's a big floating head you know what i mean you could you could justify some of it but then it's also mixed with other stuff where it doesn't make any sense so it's all over the place i just enjoy us saying giant floating head it reminds me of um what was that movie oh, oh, third rock from the sun the big giant head why is the leader. also the giant the giant floating head have the looks and hairstyle of earlier joe that's a good question I don't know. Like, I, he made it a point of like, ah, now I'm styling my hair. I look nice now. But here, when he protects himself digitally or in, you know, big floating head, he's like messy hair and stuff again. Great what? question. It's kind of weird. Uh, you think you would see yourself as you prefer right now. Right. But okay. The next bit of action, we got Joe makes a virtual bee swarm, attack and chase away the VSI guards, and my god, these are the worst effects of them all. Yeah, how creative, because he just happens to see a stuffed bee on the dash of the car. It inspires so that, him, yeah. Insp- inspiration. <laughs> uh, one gets a little bit bigger with a stinger, and they all basically run away. It's it's one of the cheapest looking parts. Run away, them. run away. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. It's real bad. The head guard missed the bees. He was inside the building at the time and tries to take a shot at Joe, but misses and kills Terry the landscaper. And Joe makes him oh, shoot no. himself. And yeah, which is it was like actually a little bit better. Yeah, no, that's actually good. Yeah. You're like, yeah, there yeah. we go. That's that's kind of terrifying. That works. Yeah. And then Joe goes into the building, runs into Tim's, and turns him into a tiny flying ball tornado. Which again looked like a screensaver. Yeah, that's real bad. It's not good, yeah. Which we get to revisit and see it again when yeah. Angelo sees it. Yeah, Larry goes into the building and like, what? There's, yeah. there's a tiny flying ball hurricane here. Okay. Tornado. Yep. Uh, Larry gets into VSI and starts planting time bombs. Uh, also, by the way, in uh, the process, Job, and in this process, gets sweatier and sweatier. Mm, yeah, working hard, burning calories. Yeah. <laughs> All that brain, you know, pumping away. Hard work turning people into little flying balls. Uh, 
<laughs> so he starts planting time bombs, GoldenEye style. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Peter and his mom drive down the street a little and wait. And Peter's mom takes a nap, which is like, I had to like pause Real the movie. weird time for that. I had to pause the movie and take a walk. I was like, God, yeah. God damn it. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, no, you just drive off. I'll be fine. I'm no, I'm just going to go to the end of the, sh- the road. No, drive off. Okay. Nope. I'm going to go to the end of the road anyway. Seems like a great time to take a nap. Take a nap when the like some massive stuff is going on. And this allows Peter, of course, to sneak into VSI and leave his mom of course. napping in the car. Uh, Job succ- Which the mom doesn't really do anything of when she kind of realizes, like she eventually wakes up and notices her kid is gone and she just gets out of the car and that's about it. Yeah, by that time it's too late. Uh, Job successfully turns himself into pure energy and is in the system, but is frustrated when he finds everything is encrypted. Why? Why did his body turn to dust? Because that's the process of turning into pure energy. I don't know what to tell you. How? How? What? With the power of his mind. That was the plan. But how does that happen to his body? It's hard work turning your body into pure energy. And oh, Okay. All right. Fair enough. You're trying to make like, hey, why are you overthinking this? I get it. But really, really stupid. And it really, it literally turns to dust at one point when Angelo goes to look at it. To me, it's fine. It's when you reach the sequel and you see he's back in his body and it's fine. That's more weird. Uh, <laughs> Wasn't that the goal of him trying to get a new body or something in the in the sequel? I didn't see it. I just, I watched the How Did This Get Made? Or no, no, he's just made on it. in his body. He was in a coma the whole time. He never went into the internet, apparently. Anyway. Well, that makes no sense. Okay. Nope. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so let's see yeah okay so he's frustrated because everything's encrypted after finishing with the bombs Larry hooks himself into the VR uh, to distract Job and then Job and him have a little confrontation and Job virtually crucifies Larry and declares himself God here it's interesting because when I looked up Wikipedia it said that Job goes back in to try to convince him one more time Larry does it's- Right, but I I got the vibe as same as you that it was distraction. Yeah, no, it definitely feels like this is a suicide mission for uh, right. Larry at the time. Right. Um, Job is furious when Larry tells him about the time bombs, and Larry feels like he has him checkmated and is happy to die with him. But then Job notices Peter is in the building, and Larry convinces him to let him go so he can save Peter. <coughs> and he even helps and unlocks a door for yeah. them to... Yeah, he takes the time out from finding a way into the internet to help unlock doors for Peter and Larry. And the two run out with lots of explosions behind him. Tim loves explosions. I do love explosions. I do. Yeah. (laughs) It's definitely a high point for me. Uh, Job finds the back door to the internet as the building explodes. Right. But does he get out? And there was a earlier time where he does reference that he wants everything to Every phone and everything in the whole world to ring when he does reach it. Did he literally say that? I want all the phones to ring? Yep. Oh, God. So it's you literally know what happened. Well, I, I kind of knew anyway, but all right. Yeah. Yeah. No, he referenced it earlier in the movie that that's what he wants. Uh, well, yep. Larry and Peter and his mom are going to run off together. Sure. Sure. And <laughs> let's continue this experiment. Woo. Larry's going to take his work underground. He has learned nothing from this affair. And now he has a sweet new family as a bonus. 
uh, as they're about to leave, every phone in the world rings at the same time. Spooky. He's in the net. He's there. The net. So what would you give action? One. I, I gave it a two. Wow! Uh, it, I, honestly, because so bad, it made me laugh a lot. Ugh. But it is... I couldn't even laugh. It is truly terrible. It's real sad. I think we're going to end up at the same score anyway, so it's fine. Okay. Uh, here's 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 my one. Uh, <laughs> mentor Same. sidekick. Uh, Man, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Peter, I guess. <laughs> I I have I have Terry the drunk. I have I have Peter, and that's about it. And there's not a whole lot here. Yep. Uh, I would say Peter and Terry yeah, are okay. the are the sidekicks. Uh, I'll take Peter if you want to take Terry. Uh, there's not a whole lot to say. <laughs> Nor is there for Peter. He seems yep. Peter seems to be Joe's best friend. I think he's like an eight or yeah. ten year old boy. Sure, they both love comics. Uh, Last Action Hero, by the way. What about him? It's the same kid from Last Action Hero. Get the hell out of here, really? Peter, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I I'm assuming, by the way. I had to think about it. Like I know this kid. Where do I know this kid from? I was like, oh, Last Action Hero. Son of a and bitch. I didn't, conf- I didn't confirm. Is am I right? Yeah. Ha ha! Huzzah! Wow. I know. Apparently he was in My Girl 2 as well. Oh, yeah! He was the uncle's kid, yeah. Okay. That makes sense, yeah. Wow. Man, I really want to watch Last Action Hero. When she goes and visit uh, California. Hey, Tim, you know what's a better movie than Lawnmower Man? Last Action Hero. (laughs) Oh, hell's yeah. Anyway. So was My Girl 2, by the way. I remember something (laughs) about a mood ring. That's about all I got. Yeah, it's not as good as the original My Girl, obviously. Nothing's going to be more of a tearjerker than Macaulay Culkin's death in My Girl. But, you can't you know. see without his glasses, Tim. I mean, how can you? Uh, People are just real blind without it. Yeah. He's pretty good at video games. He likes comic books and says stuff like, Awesome! Dudical! Did he say that? When he when <laughs> when Joe oh, no. gives him all of his comic books. He's like, I got all my comic oh, books yeah, for yeah. you. And, and he I, runs I out them to up. the truck to go see it. Yeah, yeah. he says... When he finds out, he says, awesome, dudical. I'm like, dudical? <laughs> I was alive I during this era. That was not a thing. No kid said that. Thing. I was yeah. about the same oh. age as this boy. Whatever. It's one of those things where somebody's like, did I just say that? <laughs> um, his, dad, yeah. his dad beats the crap out of him and, and his mom, and he's just there. That's it. So what do you want to say about Terry? Because he doesn't even do anything when he even gets in. Um, no, he's not he's, useful he's at in. all. He doesn't add anything. He causes any. more problems. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Terry is, uh, he's drunk. He's an alcoholic. Uh, he always has his flask on him. Yeah. Uh, he owns a landscaping business and he, he uh, his brother is an awful priest. Uh, and he seems to try to help out with uh, with with Job uh, and you know help him out on the job with mowing lawns. He seems to be the only dude who's nice to Job, uh, and is not taking advantage of Job and is just trying to give something Job to do with his life and just be there for Job. He's actually probably the only decent person, even though he's an alcoholic, in this whole movie. Um, 
he seems to be always there to console and be there for him. So, I'll, you know, I'll give him some plus for that. I do like the guy. I like him as an actor, even though his accent is all over the freaking place in this movie. Um, but I, I like him in general. Jeffrey Lewis is a, is a very good character actor who's yeah. just always happy to see him. Like, oh, that guy. Yeah, I like that guy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's just, it's an <laughs> unfortunate part. And again, his accent is all weird. But... Um, Anyway, even even uh, when Job gets evil, he's there just to be just to be there for the ride kind of deal, literally. Um, and then you know, it's slightly sad actually when he dies. It's actually one of the real mm-hmm. only sad parts of the movie. Like the only part that probably gets you at your heartstrings is not of anything else but when he dies. Yeah, you kind of feel that one moment. Okay, sure. Yeah. So because Jeffrey Lewis is a good actor. Yeah. So I gave it a one. I, I still gave it a one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so my final score was a seven and a half. Uh, mine was seven. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I have it. Um, um, man, I, this is this is where I'm struggling with because for right now I have it tied with Doctor Giggles with seven. So I'm trying to think, do I want it above Dr. Giggles or do I want it below Dr. Giggles? It's below I, Dr. Giggles for me. I'd rather watch Dr. I Giggles again. I almost feel like Dr. Giggles had more entertainment value. Yeah. Give me, give me all the Dr. Puns over watching this again. You said you had it at seven and a half, right? Uh, yeah. Now I'm looking at it. Oh God. That's over Dr. Giggles for you. Hmm. Yeah. Take off, take off a half point. I don't care. Take off. So we're tied now. Yeah. Go ahead. We're <laughs> okay. seven. All right. And you're gonna put it below Doctor Giggles. Yeah. Okay. All right. There we go. <laughs> Putting it in. Here, I'll put action effects at like one and a half instead of two. <laughs> That's probably more That's appropriate. appropriate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's. I mean, action. I put one. It's. It's bad. Mm. I'd definitely rather watch Twin Peaks Fire Walk with me more than it too. Uh, no, that one I I can't say. Okay. Yeah. So uh, this movie had a budget of $10 million, which is a little under $22 million today. Uh, worldwide gross, a little over $32.1 million, over $70.3 million today. It debuted at number two in its first weekend of release, losing to Wayne's World in its second week. A lot of lost to Wayne's World, I feel. Wayne's World was a huge hit. Yeah massive i'm starting to get i mean i knew i mean i loved the movie obviously uh growing up with it but uh yeah i had no idea how massive it really was this is beating movies left and right i feel mm-hmm. that we've already looked at man all right so our yeah wade's world made like 120 no 183 worldwide million 183 million dollars worldwide wade's world oh. wow on a budget of twenty million, supposedly. What a massive SNL hit! <laughs> I wonder. I wonder what the, if that is the highest grossing accounting for inflation for SNL movies. Hmm. That's I a good question. Why don't you, why don't you tell it. me what we're watching next week while I look that up? Okay. So well, anyway, I just thought it was interesting. So our our bottom lists and our top lists are pretty close, but just kind of mixed up a little bit you know what i mean i just thought that was interesting like we both have split second as dead last you have lawnmower second to last i have it third to last because we feel differently about twin peaks but then dr Gold. so we're all pretty close there 
mm-hmm. uh, with a lot of our picks. I feel like the middle part section is where we have the most variance and difference. Because even the our top three are the same, just slightly different in order. But just interesting. Um, so I, who knows? I complained a lot about having different lists, but now it's kind of interesting to see the different lists. So maybe we'll have to have audience members vote or something. You know, I think it was Mean um, Girls was probably the highest grossing. Oh, was that an SNL movie? That makes Lauren sense. Michaels produced it. I don't know if you count it as SNL. Because it's not exactly an SNL character. Didn't start as that, so you're probably right. It shouldn't count. It shouldn't count. It's not an SNL character. I like that. You're right. Yeah. Mm. I'll find out for you guys next week. Okay, fair enough. Um, so what are we watching? This is difficult for me to pick because uh, there, there's some ones I want to save closer to the end. Um, I don't, I want to take a little bit, I don't know, I do really want to see Death Becomes Her again, but I feel like I don't want to go comedy again uh, so soon. So um, I haven't seen, Innocent, I'm going between Innocent Blood and Sleepwalkers right now. And um, I'm going to go with Sleepwalkers. Yeah! Oh, someone's excited. Good news, Tim. I own the movie. I can lend it to you. Oh, cool. So I don't have to watch it on Pluto or whatever? No, no. Commercial free and in high definition, buddy. Oh, lucky me. Collector's edition. I can't wait for you to watch this movie. Collector's edition? Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not going to like it. Right, like I don't know, like the vibe I'm getting is way more silly and ridiculous. Than I, I think you're gonna say what the fuck a lot, but you're kind of kind of be delighted by it too. Okay, okay. <laughs> like you're gonna want to like pause it, like watch it. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> this is some weird stuff. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> so sleepwalkers, and that is uh, currently apparently on Pluto, but. Yeah, you got Blu-ray. All right, sleepwalkers. All right, man, let's do it. You ready? Yep. That is it for us. Please share your support for the podcast by leaving a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, or Apple Music Show. Also, sharing is caring. Be sure to follow us on social media to get the latest show updates. Contact with us by emailing at filmgrowchamp.gmail.com or find us by searching for hashtag filmgrowchamp. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Film Bros. Championship Podcast. Peace out, everyone. He's the best trip I've ever had, Tim!